Today we're continuing the theme of the year, which is the rhythm of life. And I'm not going to, this is my first time doing the rhythm of life, and I'm not going to do the, the the song, but every time I hear the rhythm of life, tingling your fingers, rhythm of life, palpating. Anyone else know that? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, hopefully not too many people know it, because then I didn't do it a, too big a disservice. Uh so today I'm going to be talking about the general topic of trusting God, or as I've called it, lions, no tigers, and bears. Now, uh, I've joked about before that I have lived in this country for 18 years, but occasionally vowels do kind of creep out where or <clears throat> words that sound basically the same, depending on your accent, might uh, sound, sound different. So the Kiwi in me comes out, and sometimes I say the drink, the animal, and the lack of footwear the same way. Uh, these three things. So, uh, and not, not making a joke, I went to Carmen yesterday, like, okay, I'm talking about lions and bears. How do I say the animal? What's the right way? Uh, so we kind of deduced that the drink is more like pear, as in like the thing that goes you walk out into in the water, and the the but and, and uh, pear, beer, beer. See, so just ba- baseline, please. I know we're a community full of grace, so please, lots of grace today. Uh, Thank you. We can we can go off those three things that I sometimes say the same. If I overthink, I kind of get it mixed up, and then if I overthink it too much and overcorrect, suddenly I sound South African, uh, and that's terrible too. So I won't, I won't do that. So what do lines and those things have to do with trusting God? Well, we'll find out shortly. And what I hope to have framed is a very simple message with a very simple outcome for us to walk away with today. I'll give us two, can count to two, 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 yes, only two, and hopefully I've said that the right way, two to remember, two keys, 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 to how you can build and stand in your trust of and faith in God, no matter the circumstances you face now or in the future. Sound good? Who thinks they can remember two things? Hopefully. Lions and bears. One syllable each. Two things, one syllable each. Uh, and unpack that. So grab your Bibles or your Bible apps. Who, who still carries around the, the the big one? Who brings that on a Sunday? We're, we're all digitized now? <laughs> For them, Loretta might have been. <laughs> oh. oh, Loretta. Oh. Of anybody to pick on the service tonight, <laughs> who, who you'd normally expect to have three Bibles, today is zero. So if I say we're going to turn to 1 Samuel 17, since you don't have your Bible, what's the story of 1 Samuel 17? 
everybody. David and Goliath, somebody got there quickly or remembered quickly. Thank, thank you, Kirsty. Now, if I say David and Goliath, I think this term has be become part of our kind of cultural modern vernacular in, um, and, and probably more so, it's probably David and Goliath is more, more known than probably the actual story of David and Goliath and kind of what happened in that. I think people know it in our culture now as the little guy versus the big guy, the individual taking on the big corporation or the, the underdog taking on the, the villain, uh, sort of like a superhero type uh, movie scenario. And it's become so, so much part of our culture that we see it in the news like this. Uh, so I'll just move over here. Uh, in geopolitics, uh, talking about uh, sport in the bottom left, you've got um, legal cases, the, the, the work, uh, sorry, uh, there's a couple of workers taking on employment or uh, renters taking on landlords and um, kind of the, the one in the Amazon kind of for environmental benefit taking on corporations. So uh, we, we can move off that one. Thank you. So there are, there are many uh, kind of ways that we might know David and Goliath, but I think it's, it's so much part of our culture. And that's the, the Goliath part is not actually, as much as I've just talked about it, is not the, the key part that I want to talk about today. Because in this story, there are many facets uh, that go deeper than the underdog hero versus the villain. There's also many things that have probably you've heard over the years said and preached about the Goliaths and the giants in your world and the, uh, from that story and defeating, and defeating giants, defeating Goliath isn't my sole focus today. You can't really talk about the story without addressing it, but defeating giants is an outcome or a capability that comes about because of our trust in and faith our trust and faith in God. So the focus isn't on the giant, it's on the trust that enables us to defeat the giant and what's in front of us. But how do we build that trust first to then be able to face the giants? You don't just suddenly wake up and David didn't suddenly just wake up and walk out and, and there's Goliath coming come to the, the camp where the army was and see Goliath and go, I can take him. There was a backstory. There's some things that got to a point where David knew he could trust in God that God would help him in this scenario. Firstly, I want to look at uh, where we are and what is ahead. In 1 Samuel 17 verse 1, Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Soko in Judah. They pitched camp, uh, please excuse my pronunciations, uh, at Ephes Damon, Deming, uh, between Soko and Azekar. Interestingly, uh, these are definitions of these place names. Uh, some people like, like to kind of dig into, and there's, and there can be a lot of symbolism in uh, the, the situations these stories took place in. If it's Demim or Demim, boundary of blood or border of blood. Soko, fence or thorny. And Interestingly, Azekar cultivated ground. 
So you've got this kind of contrast, this boundary of blood, fence and thorny right through to this cultivated environment. This is where the opposition army are based, in this place, on the boundary of blood between the fence and the thorny place and the cultivated ground. Verse 2, Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Eli and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with a valley in between. You may or may not feel like there are giants in your world right now, the proverbial Goliath. But we all have things in front of us, challenges to come. You might be feeling great. On top of the world, on top of the mountain, life is going good and you're on that mountain top. Things might be looking perfect and you don't kind of want things disrupted and too much. Just keep keep going. And if you're there, blessings to you. <laughs> you might be on the mountaintop, but you might see ahead there's a, if you keep walking forward, there's a valley and there's a huge giant down in that valley in the way of moving forward in your world. See, Goliath, he was there for 40 days, morning and evening, and in one in verse eight in the second part, it says, Choose a man and have him come down to me. He's standing in the valley between these two armies. Goliath is challenging the army for forty days, twice a day. He uh, not digging into all the stuff he says, but he he puts out this challenge, says, Who's the man who's gonna come and challenge me so our armies don't have to fight? You might be on that mountaintop. Things might be looking good. Maybe you're seeing Goliath in the valley. But maybe you're in the valley right now. A giant in front of you and you're unable to see past. When you've got somebody that's pretty close to you, it's very hard to see anything past them. The further back you are, the easier it is to see kind of around or at least get the context of what's around you. Invariably, we all have ups and downs. The Bible, in various parts, talks about seasons of life. We will all have the ups and downs, valleys and mountains ahead. A path forward somewhere between thorny ground and cultivated ground. Possibly with an army or a giant in the way, in the mix. There is a lot to navigate in life. And to do this successfully, we need to be able to stand and trust God. Trust he will get us through. Trust he has given us what we need and he will provide and trust in his character for every season in life, every moment that is ahead of us. How do we trust God? Well, it's easy to say. Not as easy to do. Trust in God comes through experience and there's something we can build something we can lean on, and when in the next valley, the next giant comes along, that trust has been building over time, and it is something we can stand on to conquer and proceed through the season that is to come. How do we trust God, and how can we build that trust? Let's learn from David, who we haven't heard from yet in this story. David visits his brothers in the camp at the battle lines and heard Goliath's challenge. 
after asking around about Goliath's challenge and Saul's promises for the person who would defeat Goliath, including uh, money, a wife, and uh, tax-free life for his family, pretty good promises, uh, David is brought before Saul. Verse 32, we kind of get to read through a little bit of the story at this point. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man. He has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came, bear, 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 bear. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. That's uh, pretty strong. Uh, not taking no for an answer. Like at, at that point, uh, it's not my notes, but it's kind of reading it last night. David could have actually just chilled out, let the animal take the sheep, and he would have been fine. His personal safety would not have been at risk. But he went after it, after it had carried off the sheep, struck and rescued the sheep from his mouth, and then it turned on him. And it was just like casually reading it, seized it by its hair and struck it and killed it. <laughs> Imagine the picture of like, get a lion, grabbing it by its mane and being strong enough to do that. Uh, verse 36, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. It's a bit of a turnaround from, uh, You're only a young man who has been a warrior since his youth. Also, there's a certain uh, desperation. Um, Some to unpack other parts of the story. Certain desperation of a king who would trust his whole army and his whole nation to this one man. But there must have been a certain confidence, a certain uh, strength in how he communicated what he would be able to do. So how did David have that faith, that confidence, and that trust in God to do what was ahead for him? He remembered his lions and bears. He remembered the moments and situations that he had seen God rescue him from previously his lions and bears, and in this case, real ones, literal, real animals, predators. This gave him the trust and confidence that God will do it again. There were moments that while scary and carried some consequence, said before he could have died, they were much less public. They were about him, his sheep, his family. The trust from his small and private moments gave him the trust for the bigger moment, with a whole army and nation on the line. Why is that important? Well, God builds our trust in him and his character step by step. 
smaller mountains and smaller valleys building over time. As we trust in him more, the valleys and giants might appear bigger. What is ahead of you tomorrow is probably bigger than what you experienced 10 years, 20 years ago. Maybe it's the same, but our trust has been built so it appears smaller. We have the confidence to step through the valleys over the and to the next mountain and onto the next season. He has prepared us for what is ahead and also in the story he gives us the tools for the fight, not what other people might think we need, but that's another message. He has prepared you for what is ahead. Will you trust him with it? Will you trust him in it, in that season, in that moment, with what is in front of you? David trusted in God by remembering his lions and bears. So how do we trust in God? What is ahead for today, tomorrow, or next week? Number one, remember your lions and bears. That's the first thing to remember today. Remember your lions and bears. I doubt anyone here has been tending sheep. Maybe maybe one or two has kind of, yeah, been, yeah. But have you fought off predators from those sheep? The numbers probably suddenly got a whole lot smaller. Lions and bears. If it's been in Australia, that's probably impossible unless you were like in... Uh, I was going to say Tasmania and kind of the back blocks and suddenly the, 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 um, the, uh, you know, the animal that doesn't live anymore. What's that called? Yeah. The, the category where it's extinct. (laughs) But this extinct animal can't have out. So, uh, so I can almost confident, almost assuredly say no one here has fought off a lion or a bear while tanning sheep. Maybe one, maybe the other, but probably not both. Be it however insignificant you think it is, what are the moments where God has come for you, come through for you in the past? Your lions and bears might look like financial provision when it seemed there was no way through. A healing, physical, emotional healing, spiritual healing, maybe a relationship repaired. Someone in your family that you're praying about praying for coming to know Jesus some other sort of miracle in your life or some other answer to prayer these are your lives and bears think on that for a minute what are your lives and bears what are the things in your life that have built your trust and faith in God and when I say think on that for a minute, might, well, maybe not 60 seconds, but I'm actually going to stop talking in a second and just let you think on that. What are your lines of best? I'm going to grab a drink. wrong way now i'm going to do something risky mid-preach too in a moment 
I'm going to ask you to find somebody near you. Without needing to move around, just kind of like turning to your neighbour, turn around if you're on the front or, yeah, if you're at the back, somebody in front of you. And share with them just one of your minds or best. It can be as simple as, and kind of keeping it fairly contained, uh, because the detailed people might want to expand on a few few things and tell us what the weather was like on that day and then I ate this for breakfast so we, we don't... It can be as simple as a few years ago when I was, insert situation, God did, insert prayer answer, for me, and I was able to insert outcome because of their hearts into prayer. It sounds reasonably simple, I think. So, period of time, situation, God did this, and this was the outcome. Here's an example from me, and I actually wrote something here, but um, changing it up from what was in my notes. Uh, so, People that have been in church for a few years and know three and a half years ago, I got quite sick, had a tumor, I needed surgery. Uh, I was kind of on my waiting list to get surgery in about maybe February, probably March 2020. Does that date sound familiar? Yeah. Uh, Because of extenuating circumstances, which weren't particularly pleasant, but because of extenuating circumstances, uh, uh, I needed uh, surgery pretty quickly and through an amazing doctor and advocacy and being put on an emergency list and no car accidents happening, so I was able to go kind of go through an emergency list, I got surgery within a couple of weeks, uh, which was an amazing miracle. And knowing now, looking back, uh, as to what happened in March with COVID and yeah, all the surgeries kind of getting delayed in hospitals and all that sort of stuff going on, I was able to have the surgery and have radiotherapy uh, just as COVID was kind of just locking hospitals down and get that done so then could kind of get on with recovery, which is still ongoing. But uh, God provided amazing answers in that situation. And that is something that I can stand on uh, that has built my trust and faith that God is working things together for good and uh, through amazing people praying around me, for me, uh, and great answers to prayer. Now, I did add a bit more detail there because I'm the one with the microphone. What? I'm going to give you 30 seconds each. Uh, So for... If you are a detailed person, let's try and trim it down because it's 11.40 and uh, the, your incentives to trimming it down as coffee is across the road. <laughs> now, it doesn't need to be anything particularly private. Uh, and it might be something you feel like is minor, like somebody dropped some money in my letterbox when I had a particular financial need and it was a signal that God's got my back. That's happened too. Uh, So that's uh, fairly simple. That took 10 seconds. Now, if you're new here, uh, don't feel like you have anything to share. Just say up front. Or or if you prefer not to share, that is okay. And everybody in this room, I'm telling everybody in this room that they will respect that if you say that. Uh, If you say you prefer not to or you don't have anything to share, that is totally okay. And everyone here will respect that. But 
I would like us to kind of participate in this thing. What is your lion or bear? Turn around, talk to somebody next to you, small group, twos or threes, just in your row or turn behind you if you're sitting by yourself. Uh, one thing to share, what is your lion or bear that is building your trust in God? Okie doke. If you didn't get around everybody in your group, we have a cafe across the road, perfect place to continue that. So what was it like for you to hear it, to share and to hear other people sharing their minds best? Encouraging? Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's, that's the word. Um, it's encouraging to hear other people's sharing, to hear their moments. And it builds, uh, when people share their testimony, their story, it builds your faith and trust in God. And so I just want to do that as a super quick thing to kind of share and hopefully kind of build each other up in, in that way. Now, I was going to say you could do that in dinner party this week, but dinner parties are having that holiday break. So uh, you do it across the road or maybe in dinner party in a couple of weeks, um, you might like to do that. So to summarize point number one, remember your lions and bears. And is that the right way around? Yep, cool. Hey. It's the other way around up there. Should mirror that. Remember your lions and bears. I did say there were two things. So what if you're a new Christian or don't feel like you have lions and bears, uh, those moments sufficient to build your trust in God just yet? Well, point number two. Remember the lions and bears from the Bible. And this is a short point. So don't worry, the coffee is close. This point applies to all, whether you feel like you've overcome some lions and bears of your own or not. I'm not just talking about David's literal lion bear story and coming to 1 Samuel 17. That might be a good one for you. But all the other stories and verses that tell us about the character of God and help us to build our trust in him and his faithfulness, and his provision, and his strength. Here's a few to get you started. Abraham and Sarah, having children after childbearing age, and having a promise fulfilled that ultimately led to a nation and generations, a blessing, yes, and Jesus coming from his lineage. Joseph, being appointed prime minister over Egypt, uh, looking like a terrible situation, but ultimately being sent ahead, creating a home for his family and his nation in a time of famine. Daniel in the lion's den. Lions. <laughs> Jonah in the whale. All the miracles Elijah and Elisha performed. And I'd get in trouble if I didn't mention Jesus, kind of the reason we're here. His teachings, his life, the prophecies fulfilled through his life, his resurrection, we just had Easter. And uh, following from Jesus, their disciples and all their stories and the miracles they performed, as well as the Apostle Paul and his teachings. All these things, if we stew on them, read over them, meditate on them, we'll build our trust and faith in God. That will give us strength for what is ahead. So by remembering your lions and bears and those from the Bible, one and two, point one and two, Whatever the hills, valleys, or giants and armies that lie ahead of us, 
you can take David's example and know you are prepared for what lies ahead. If you might be in the valley right now. There, there might be a giant right in front of you. There might, you might feel like there's army, a whole army ahead and all this opposition in front of you. Dad, it's easy to say, be like David and yeah, God do this for me. But sometimes doubt can come in at that moment. Usually, if you're facing some opposition, it's usually the devil kind of whispering away to you. Dad, you can't do this. You can't defeat Goliath. You can't defeat the enemy. Interestingly, when David went to Saul, he had to say, he, he repeated the idea of the lion and the bear three times. He said, I defeated them. And then he repeated it. And then he said, ultimately, the Lord delivered me. He rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear and will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Sometimes if that doubt or that at that moment, you hear that doubt come in, the devil whispering. The Holy Spirit's over here. Where is that? Here. Sat three times. The lion and the bear. The lion and the bear. The lion and the bear. You've got this. You've got this. The Lord who rescued me from the poor of the lion and the poor of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this insert situation. Whatever is coming up in your world. Jordans. Now, if you know you don't have relationship with God to live the life of trusting him, we can start here today. And this could be your first lion or bear moment. You can do it by praying a simple prayer of sorry, thank you, and please. It says, Jesus, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong and the things doing things my way thank you you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free please come into my life and lead me each day by your Holy Spirit if you want to pray that prayer we have a couple of people after every service available for prayer uh, up the front just here and I'll also hang around for a couple of moments if you'd like to talk and uh, pray that prayer as well but for everybody here, to recap, two things to help you build your trust and faith in God for whatever valley, whatever mountain, whatever hill lies ahead, whatever your path between the fertile ground and the thorny ground. Remember your minds and bears. Like David, remembering what he has done for you already as you prepare to face each day and each season ahead. Remember your lions and bears and remember the Bible's lions and bears. The stories, the teaching, the wisdom, the examples where has come through for everybody in the Bible. One, your lions and bears. Two, the Bible's lions and bears. If all you remember from today is lions and bears, that's cool going to ask you next week. Lions and bears, yours and the Bible's. Last and easy? Awesome.